Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So, if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So, let's get started. Today, we are being, uh, we're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 down to verse 5. Um, but we'll put in, I think, a little bit to set the stage, uh, starting at verse 20 from chapter 2. And in chapter 2, Paul is telling them, that if you uh, died with Christ um, to these elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? I love that uh, little verse. I had not noticed it before, and I just wanted to highlight that. If with Christ you died, why are you still acting as if you're still alive? You know, that kind of makes you think, well, are you are you considering yourself dead? I mean, you're not dead. You're alive and you're not supposed to, you know, he's not saying, you know, you're going to kill yourself or anything. But he says, if you died, when did you die? Well, you died, as McGee points out, when Christ got nailed to the cross. That's when you died. Because with Christ, all the sin of the world, all the sin with you and me got put to death too. The things that God counts as sin against us were dead, were had been nailed to that cross with Christ. So through our faith in, in Jesus Christ, through the sacrifice he made, we spiritually die. The spiritual uh, death, that's the part of us, the sinful part has been eliminated. So he's making the point, you died to these elemental spirits of the world, to these sinful uh, elements, uh, this sinful nature of the world, these elemental spirits. So it's a spiritual, uh, um, sinful death that has occurred. So he says you you don't you don't you aren't going to die. He said you you've already died and that death occurred with Christ's death. So in other words, the 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 tremendous work has already been done. It's not been done by me or you. It's done when Christ died. 
So in other words, as McGee always points out, Christianity is faith plus nothing else. Faith in what Christ has done plus nothing else. It's not by any works of me or you. It's faith in what Christ did. That's that's your salvation. That's the gospel message. Faith in Christ plus nothing else. And if you have died, if your sinful nature has died with Christ, he says, why are you still acting like you're alive in this world? That's something that we often don't think about. That's something we often don't look at ourselves as, as walking around as dead to the world. Now, you don't, you know, you're still alive and you're walking around, but you're walking around with your sinful nature dead to the world. And he's saying, um, why do you submit to these regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to the things that all perish as they're used according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Now you can say, well, you know what? I may have died to Christ, or I may have died with Christ um, and put my sinful nature to death, but I don't feel any different. I don't feel any different, and I still sin. And that is the, that is the um, powerful message of the gospel. And, and it's been said uh, in... Uh, in Dr. Ainsworth in, in our church has described it this way, that we are living almost in between two spiritual worlds. We have been um, um, reborn into Christ himself. When we, when we accept Jesus Christ, we are reborn. Uh, Christ comes into us. Christ's Holy Spirit comes into us. And we are now joined in the body of Christ in his church, which is one of the mysteries of the gospel, which is one of the mysteries of God being revealed to mankind. God no longer looks at us as sinners anymore. He looks at us as saints, and we may not feel very saintly because we still make mistakes. We still fall down. And we're living in between, we're living partly in that world because as it says in Ephesians, through our faith, we have been given every spiritual blessing in heaven that's stored up for us in heaven already. We have these spiritual blessings and we are referred to as saints. And the word saint, um, another, uh, another uh, word for that is, is being set apart. As we said in Colossians chapter 1, as he addresses uh, uh, the saints and the faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, that's verse 1. Saints um, comes from the word hagios, which means hallowed, or to separate, or to be dedicated, or to be set apart. 
in Christ. Members of a Christian community, consecrated, sanctified. So saints are sanctified. They're hallowed. They're separate. They're set apart. God's people are hallowed people, are set apart people through faith. So you're living partly in this um, in uh, in Christ. We are living spiritually in Christ, alive in Christ in the world, and then we're living in this worldly world of of our own nature, this physical world where our physical bodies are still there. And we still make mistakes. And uh, we fall down, but we get back up. We fall down, but we get back up. We still have a dependency on Christ. So we have been reborn. But God doesn't give us all of the, uh, of the new creation all at once. God uh, gives us a spiritual rebirth, but where our physical bodies are waiting to be reborn. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, God has made us in a position to still depend on Him, just like we see Paul's life. Paul came face to face with Jesus Christ. Paul's doing what Jesus asked him to do. He's on this super mission here. But even Paul has to still depend on Jesus Christ. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Paul's writing this letter itself from a Roman prison. Paul is still depending on Christ. So he's saying here in verse 20, If with Christ you died to these elemental spirits of the world, why are you still acting as, uh, as if you're still alive in the world? Do you submit to these regulations? The only thing you have to submit to is, is Christ. You're all about Christ. And so that's with the that's the frame of, of, of how we set up now talking in chapter 3, verse 1. He says, Now, if you've been raised with Christ, and he's sort of asking that, uh, he's just it's sort of rhetorical when he's saying, if you've been raised, he's, so he's already made the point that you've been raised. So he says, if you've been raised with Christ, that's a rhetorical if there, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So again, he's talking first, the supremacy of Christ. Christ is above. Christ is at the right hand of God. Christ is with God. The full deity, as he said, of God lives in Christ. Christ is in the Father. The Father is in Christ. But he says, if rhetorically, if you've been raised with Christ, in other words, Christ has let you share in his death spiritually. Christ is letting you now share in his resurrection spiritually. So you have been reborn spiritually with Christ. You are joined with Christ. You died with Christ. You've been raised with Christ. And he's saying now we need to seek Christ every single day, every minute. 
If you've been raised from the dead with Christ, seek things where Christ is. Seek Christ. Christ is alive and well. Seek the living Christ. Because Christ is with God. Christ is above. Christ is not of this world. All these worldly things, Christ died to overcome this world and allow us to overcome this world. Verse 2, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And you have to stop and pause and say, what's your mind think of all during the day? And as McGee was pointing out earlier, look at your calendar and you and how you spend your time during the day and you'll find out what a person's priorities are. What are your priorities during the day? What do you do to seek Christ? What do you do? And this I'd like to, to circle back to the reference Paul made in verse 23 when you say, why are you acting to submit to all these regulations and promoting self-made religion and asceticism? Now, asceticism, um, and this is chapter 2, verses 23, asceticism, as we said yesterday, was one of these ancient philosophies that has kind of, that kind of sprung up. Asceticism was a lifestyle. It's this new philosophy that sort of, it, they were promoting a voluntary, sort of like an abstinence. You know, reframing from worldly pleasures like sexual activity uh, or alcohol consumption or the accumulation of property or wealth, okay, with the aim of, you know, pursuing religious or spiritual goals. Asceticism sounds, you know, good on its face value. And that was probably what Paul's warning these folks about with these false teachings, you know, and he's calling them false teachings. But maybe when the Colossians were listening to it, it didn't sound too bad. And that's probably why a lot of them were, were you know, seriously, you know, following it. And that's probably why Epaphroditus was there telling him about it in Rome because Epaphroditus was the preacher there and Epaphroditus knew Paul and Epaphroditus apparently hadn't made much headway in rebuking these false teachers or this false teacher that they're talking about, okay? This asceticism philosophy, because Paul calls it out by name and starts saying, you know, you know, why are you acting this way, trying to do these uh, self-made religious activities and asceticism, okay? He's saying, why are you doing that? He's in the in and um, the reason is is because it it's not centered on Christ. It's centered on stuff that people say. Well, I feel like I need to do these things. You know, that's fine. But if it's not Christ centered, it's of absolutely no value to you. And there's a lot of things I think that. We look, you know, in, in people's walks and people's Christian experience or maybe people's religious experience today, a lot of this is 
perhaps what many in the Christian church are doing right now. There people can be sort of modern day, there could be sort of a modern day asceticism. We don't call it asceticism. Maybe we call it the new church or the new this or the new something, you know. And people, preachers, different places or different church come up with their own brands of, you know, Christianity. It's more centered on the mobile experience or this more centered maybe on uh, musical worship, you know, or it's more centered on, you know, videos or maybe it's more centered on just a message of 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 community service or whatever. Who knows? You know, all the different variations and even in our own personal lives. We get in, I think, these self-made asceticism ruts. We get into the thing where going to church is going there, putting on nice clothes, shaking a lot of hands maybe, or you know, um, making sure that you talk to some people that you know already like you. You know, or talk about what you're, where you're going to go for lunch, or talk about the sports teams. Or, you know, say that was a really good sermon or whatever. And that, and that, and you, everybody, you kind of feel good because you get together and everybody's giving one another credit for being a good person because they're in church, you know, and you're sort of somehow better than the people aren't who aren't in church. Now, don't get me wrong, all of those things are good things. But if it doesn't center around Jesus Christ, it's almost like a modern-day asceticism. People feel good about themselves because they go maybe on a mission trip. Well, if that mission trip doesn't involve Jesus Christ and it's not all about Jesus Christ, then what is it, you know? And if all the good deeds that you and I might try to do don't involve Jesus Christ as the center of the activity, what what is it? Is are are we no better or no more different than modern day asceticism followers or uh, I don't know what you'd call them ascetics or whatever, but but isn't that no better than modern day asceticism? So he's saying, look, it, you died with Christ, and in verse one, if you've been raised with Christ, then. Likewise, seek the things where Christ is. Seek Christ. Set your minds on these things, not things that are on earth. Set your minds. And sometimes he says, set your heart. Sometimes they say, set your mind. These are metaphors. They use them a lot in the, in the, uh, in the Jewish um, um, uh, writings. So where your mind is or where your heart is. We talk here a lot about having a Christ-centered heart. What's on your heart is what your brain's going to be thinking about. If your heart is centered on Christ, if your mind is centered on Christ. I believe it was in Ephesians where we talked about having the... No, it was I think it was Philippians, having the mind of Christ. We want the actual mind of Christ. So set your mind on things of Christ. Let it be about everything. 
Christ. For you have died. Again, this reference to you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You are in Christ. Christ is in you and you are with God in Christ. You have the same relationship with God the Father that Jesus has with God the Father. Because God the Father raises you from the dead just as he raised his son Jesus Christ from the dead. Christ allows you to share in this most powerful uh, part of his experience, which was his death and resurrection. You share it, and now you share his righteousness. You share his glory. It says, when Christ, who is your life, your life is Christ. Everything about your life is Christ because the dead part of your life has been put to death. The thing that's left over with you is the spiritual part, the part that God sees as saints. Christ is your life, appears. You will also appear with Him in glory. In other words, when Christ appears in His glory, you're already with Him now spiritually. You cannot be separated from Him spiritually. But when Christ returns, your body will be resurrected. You will have a new body in glory, just as Christ already has a new body when His physical body was raised and he showed himself to the disciples. Right now, we have a new body, and that body is the church. We are in the body of Christ. That is our new body right now. But we, our old bodies, died. That old body is no longer there. God doesn't see us as living in that old body. That old body that continues to sin, God doesn't take that. Um, against us. We have a new body, and that new body is Christ. That new body is Christ's church, which is Christ. So God sees us as Christ. And you, it, it's, it's an amazing um, it's an amazing mystery of God. And I think this uh, uh, really sets that up quite beautifully here. And, you know, I have to read this over and over to even appreciate what these words are meaning. And and we all do. You do too. But if you've been raised with Christ, that's because you died with Christ. And because you died with Christ, your life now is Christ. Your life is sanctified in Christ. And God doesn't look at your physical body as the physical body anymore. He looks at your physical body as within the church. That's your body. That's how you're living now. You're living in a new physical body, which is the physical body of the church. You're alive. But your old, your life uh, is hidden with Christ in God. You are with Christ. Your spirit is with Christ. And when that, um, uh, when Christ reappears, that new life, that new body will be displayed. And you will appear 
with Christ in glory. Verse 4. So then verse 5, it says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, even desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Those parts of you, those old parts of you, are dead. Are dead. They were put to death with Christ on the cross. So, those things God counts as dead. We need to count them as dead. So again, we are called to a faith that is an active faith. We need to seek Christ in everything we think and say and do. We need to seek it everywhere we go. We need to be Christ-centered. Our hearts and our minds have to be set on things above as we seek Christ. In our reading, the Word of God, in our prayer to the Father. And as we walk, we need to walk in a manner worthy of this, of being with Christ, staying in the body of Christ, but keeping our hearts and our minds centered on Christ. That's what our hope is for, is Christ. Our whole life is Christ. Christ is our life. So, I hope this was helpful and encouraging to you. It certainly is to me. It is so humbling, encouraging, and just overwhelming that we have a Savior who has, who has loved us so much and has given us such an amazing spiritual gift, amazing spiritual inheritance has given us our whole life. So, for me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you next time as we continue our study through this amazing book of Colossians that just paints this, that just sets Christ um, center of everything. So, I'll turn the podcast over now to my co-host, Matali. Matali, I hope you're well, and I look forward to hearing what you have to take have to say on this. For me to all of you, God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. So we first started out with the doctrinal part, um, and now we're moving on to the practical part. So Paul always started out with like a doctrinal part of Scripture, and that doctrinal part, how it can be applied to our lives as Christians today, how we can live out what he taught based on doctrines. So um, the book of Colossians, it started out with um, Paul's, um, Paul recognizing the, um, how the Colossians were living um, their lives by the fruit of the Spirit. So the Colossians, um, you know, they had, they had the, the faith, the love, the hope. So they were basically living, um, they had the fruits of the Spirit, and Paul was just warning them to be wary of, um, you know, um, to be wary of trusting in um, and believing in philosophy and in believing in, um, you know, the good orators in life, um, but um, but these people were not um, 
you know they 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 they, they were just good with words and 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 they had you know they believed they had the knowledge and um um they were living according to rules and 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 laws that they had put in place but you know they were not living for god so um paul just pointed out you know god is is preeminent so god should be the preeminence in in you know in our everyday lives god should be preeminent in 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 church uh god is preeminence in 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 um in his redemption so um and um you know god should be preeminent in our lives and this is called dedication you know we should be dedicated as christians um to um the person of christ so in christ we are made full so christ should be you know the full aroma in our lives and um if we have christ in our lives we are ready for the voyage of life you know christ should be our number one determining factor in our lives christ should be all that important in our lives so um so in in um scripture in verse 1 of chapter 3 reads if then you were raised with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God so you know as elaborated by pastor JV McGee you know the if is an if not of instruction but an if of argument so um the colossians had evidence of being children of God they had faith hope and love they had the fruits of the spirit and um here Paul is pointing out like um you know if then you were raised with Christ so um are we living you know in the person of Christ since you were raised with Christ seek the things which are above so seeking in this case is to have desire to have that urgency um like the example pastor JB Maggie gave you know um you have marathon runners and athletes you know they are um seeking to actually win a medal at the end of their race so you know as christians are we seeking what are we seeking for in our lives um and um where do we seek these things you know we are seeking to have god and christ in our lives to live um you know to live in christ so where we're going to find these things and um that we are seeking for um we're going to find these things in the bible that's where the 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 living word of god is so um you know and 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 only the holy spirit can guide us um with the things that we actually um are seeking for you know that particular prize that we are seeking for as 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 christians today um you know already the colossians they already had that faith and that hope um you know as 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 um as um as as brethren um if we go back to colossians chapter 1 verse 4 you know paul had said since we heard of your faith in christ jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven so you know the colossians already had that faith and and um and that hope and um paul was just warning them um to be you know to be alert to be cautious to be wary of um you know the different philosophies that were actually um being brought up the philosophy that were against Christ Jesus 
So um, here, um, Paul is telling them um, to seek and desire, you know, um, the things that are, um, that were above, that, uh, you know, since us being raised, you know, us being baptized in the Holy Spirit and, you know, to become one body in Christ, um, meaning we are living in Christ, meaning, you know, when Christ was raised um, on that cross, we were raised with Christ, if we were living in Christ, if we were children of God. And um, and um, we ought to seek those things that are above where Christ is. And where is Christ right now? Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And we are going to seek all these things um, instead of listening to man and his discoveries and all. These things can be sought in the, in the, in the, you know, in the Holy Bible. Um, you know, let's not try and take shortcuts in life, you know, as Pastor Dave McGee has been putting it, um, where we want to take these short-term courses and we have to attend all these Christian seminaries, you know, in the hope that we're going to have something dramatic happen to us when, um, you know, the living Word of God is right here. It's in the Bible. So going on, um, moving on to verse 2, it reads, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, so, um, you know, we ought to think of things that are above, you know, we ought to have Christ in our lives, and, and Christ should come above all the things, um, you know, everything is vanity, you know, all the things here on earth, they're all vanity, um, you know, the first and foremost, in order for things to actually work out well in our lives, in order for us to actually, um, make Christ the answer, you know, to the questions that we have in life, Christ should always be first in our lives. You know, we may be having difficulties with um, with so many things. You know, we may have so many questions and so many things may not be working out in our lives. But, you know, the minute we see Christ and we put him first in our lives, you know, everything just starts falling in place. And, um, you know, Christ starts um, to, to steer our lives in the right direction. So, scripture in verse 3 reads, um, For you died... And your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, you know, 1900 years ago, if you're a child of God, you died with Christ. And, um, you know, his fullness should be lived out in him. So if we ought to live, you know, a life of fullness as a child of God, um, Christ's fullness should be lived in us. You know, we ought to have... Um, you know, in Christ we are made full. You know, Christ should be the full pleroma, full pleroma in our lives. And um, his fullness should be lived out in him. So if we're living in Christ, you know, we died with him and we were, ra we were raised with him. And he will appear again in glory. We will appear with him. Because we, as children of God, if we are children of God, we are seated at the right hand of Christ. Because Christ has us in our hearts and we have Christ in in, in, in um in our hearts. So, um, verse 4 goes on to read, When Christ, who is our, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So here, um, we will appear in glory with Christ, meaning, you know, we are, we belong to Christ, if Christ is in our hearts, if we are children of God, um, meaning we are living with Christ, we, we, we are with him wherever he is. 
so um meaning he's looking down on us you know as his children as his faithful children so let us um you know let us live a life and put Christ as the center of our lives in everything that we do verse 5 goes on to read therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication and cleanliness passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry so you know here on earth you know as we're living our lives you know many a times we we stumble and we fall and here Paul is urging us you know to put to death these members that you know um as humans you know which make us weak you know we are weak of the flesh um these members this is fornication this is sex um uncleanliness you know passion that's evil desire and um covetousness you know um that thing that makes us sin let's put to death all those things if we are to live in Christ so um you know what are we more interested in in life today as we live it are we more interested in um in worldly things in Christ what's more important in our lives is um are we more interested in the dollar than in Christ are we more interested in in money than Christ are we more interested in earthly things than Christ these are things that you know will perish they'll they'll, they'll come and go we'll leave them um you know on the day of reckoning on judgment day when the day we die these are earthly things that are actually of the earth and we're actually going to leave them so um you know Paul is encouraging um in scripture here you know put to death all those things and you know live for Christ put Christ as the center of your life what is more important to you like um you know what's on your calendar do you even have time for Christ um you know dedicate time for Christ and um and live for Christ that's what's important you know don't let you know worldly things um don't live for man and don't let worldly things control you don't let the philosophies the sciences and all of you know things that are not of Christ control your life. So um yeah, this is today's teaching. Um it's Christianity in practice. And this is what Paul is preaching. You know, the Colossians, they had they had the faith, they had the hope, they had the evidence of faith, love and hope of 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 being um Christian children. Um but Paul was was warning them to be wary to you know um with um with our, um you know with 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 beware um least anyone you know to be wary of of people who might cheat them you know through philosophy and empty deceitful uh teachings you know according to tradition of men and according to basic principles of the world and not according to Christ so um you know Paul is basically putting the doctrine part into practice and this is what we're supposed to actually do as Christians we're supposed to you read the gospel and try and put it in practice and always put Christ as the center of our lives so yeah this is today's teaching thank you all for listening in god bless and have a pleasant um day bye bye